Hello, my name is Reverend Casey Carbone, and you're listening to a sermon provided by the First Presbyterian Church of Mayopac. We are currently worshiping on Sundays at 10 a.m., both on Facebook Live and YouTube Live. We hope that this message provides you with a source of encouragement and allows you to grow more deeply in your faith as we all continue to seek to be the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. Our second scripture lesson this morning is one that comes to us from John's Gospel, chapter 3, verses 14 to 21. And some of these words will probably sound familiar to you. But if you'd like, I'd invite you, of course, to open up a Bible if you have one that's nearby, or to follow along with the words as they appear for you on the screen. Let us listen now to this second reading of Scripture. And just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up. And whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Those who believe in him are not condemned, but those who do not believe are condemned already because they have not believed in the name of the only Son of God. And this is the judgment, that the light has come into the world, And the people loved darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For all who do evil hate the light and do not come to the light so that their deeds may not be exposed. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Lewis Brandeis once penned the infamous saying or the well-known phrase, sunshine is said to be the best of disinfectants. That's the thing about light, is that it exposes everything it touches. It reveals what lies in those darkened corners, the hidden places, the places that we thought were out of sight, out of the public view, out of mind. As I said before, sin is pervasive if left alone and unchecked, unchecked in our hearts, unchecked in our community. Sin feeds on our fears, our insecurities, and selfish desires. And these manifestations are frequently seen in our actions, our words, and our deeds. Sunlight is the best disinfectant to expunge the maladies that plague us. Sunlight, or sunlight, get the pun, unveils the waywardness of our hearts. 
even if we think that our actions are secretive or anonymous. They're known to God. And to God alone, we must answer. When the sun or when the light shines, it is a moment of reckoning we will face. Face the unpleasant truths of where sin has impacted our lives. But also, it will be a moment where we find hope. Hope. The hopeful truth of the purifying love and grace of God that never ends. I think it's important for us as we hear these words from John chapter 3, that we do take a step back and look at the reading from the book of Numbers because at first it does seem a little out of place. In the reading from the book of Numbers, which is alluded to in our reading from John, we find that the people who God has chosen are still wandering in the desert, looking for their final resting place or their home. And like many times before, they're grumbling to Moses. The people are unhappy, and so Moses is left to deal with their complaints. It's, it's a little ironic because the people who were slaves arrive to some kind of thinking where their life in Egypt was better than their freedom. In the midst of their grumbling and continued other moral failings, God sends a venomous snake that unfortunately kills many Israelites. But then God also gives Moses a cure for anyone who is bitten, which is to look up at this snake that's hoisted up on a pole. Now, I guess we could debate the merits of whether or not this happened, but there is a very poignant symbol here, which is that those who were bit were forced to look up at, were forced to confront a physical representation of their sin. Our grumblings, our grumblings, our maltreatment of one another cannot be hidden from God. And for us to sincerely change The light of God needs to uncover and expose the parts in our hearts that need healing. Reflecting a little more on this passage, I can't help but come back to something we talked about in our Lenten faith study group, which is faith and prayer two elements I assume you would think are essential components of our 
practice as disciples. Faith that God did not send Christ into the world to condemn the world. Faith that if the light of Christ breaks through the shadows that consume our hearts, we'll be set free. Prayer that even when things are difficult, will alter the way we live. Prayer for those who have done wrong. Prayer for those who are hurting. Prayer for those who speak up for those who are hurting, who act on their behalf, who act against injustice. Prayer to challenge the status quo. And that's something that really stuck with me this past week, which is is one of the gems we've really honed in on, which is this idea of prayer as something that is a rebellious act. Because the act of lifting our voices to God is a call to not settle for the way things are. Prayer is an act of us not settling for the way things are. The light of Christ makes it clear what is and is not normal. Is it normal for us to hurt one another? Is it normal for us to alienate and oppress our neighbors? The light of Christ makes clear what isn't right. In response to this light that comes to us from Christ, our prayers, our vocalizations, and affirmations, a call to response, that our work as disciples is not yet done. Lifted, lifted up on the cross, a Roman cross with pierced hands, pierced feet, a pierced side. Jesus' sacrifice demands our attention. Because in this moment, we find an encapsulation of the horrors, the depravity of our human condition that led to the death of Christ and the pain and death we continue to inflict on Christ when we degrade the imago dei, the image of God that resides in every one of us. But here's the thing about the cross as we approach Easter. Here's the thing that I think is important for us in this passage as we think about the cross. That the cross is not the place we're meant to stay. The cross is not the place we are meant to stay. It may be a point we come back to. It may be that reminder we need. But we cannot stay at the foot of the cross looking up. Why? Because 
of the response, the call to action that God requires of us, the hope that is found in verse 21. But those who do what is true come to the light, so that it may be clearly seen that their deeds have been done in Christ. The light of Christ shows us a truth that is not always beautiful. Yet, when we turn to the light of God in the midst of our beautiful and pain-filled world, we are reminded that if we take responsibility for our faults, that if we accept our failings, we'll be able to more clearly see and respond to the life God so freely gives. In the end, Louis Brandeis's infamous saying, like our reading for today, I think holds true. Yet if I haven't made the point clear enough, it requires a response on our part. Sunshine, yes, may be the best disinfectant, and the light of Christ may grant us life and hope. But we need to take action to gain the full benefit. Sunlight will do nothing if we stay locked up in a darkened room. We need to throw open the windows to let the rays of sun cover us, bathe us with their cleansing power. We need to open the doors of hidden rooms that we have locked, shut, and let Christ come in and show us what maybe needs to be taken out, removed. If we take a moment to pause and look inward, I would be surprised if someone told me that they didn't have a room or find a room or a part of their heart that was either too scary to enter or something that they wanted to try and keep hidden from the light of God. Because that is the power sin and fear has over us. So if we encounter that moment of hesitation, remember this, that our faith and our prayers tell us adamantly that Christ came into the world not to condemn the world, but to save the world. Friends, take these words to heart as we continue to let God's light shine through all of us. A light that grants a life that has been renewed in the love of God. Love that from the beginning claimed and sealed us as God's own. Amen. 
Thanks again for listening, and we will hold you in prayer as we head into a new week. If you'd like to learn more about our church and ministry, or if you'd like to learn how you can support us, you can visit our website at mayopacchurch.org. Until next week, God bless.